And welcome back to the Undefeated. I'm Will. I'm here with Anthony, Dylan, and John. How y'all doing today? Pretty solid. Pretty, pretty solid. I'm doing pretty good. Pretty solid, pretty tired, pretty good. That's very good to hear. Let's just hop right into things, starting with the Seahawks reportedly calling multiple teams about trading Russell Wilson. He has said that he will play for the Bears, Saints, Raiders, or Cowboys. And of these teams, which do you think is the best team for him? Ooh. Um, I'm going to go with the Saints. I think he would fit in with the Saints pretty well, especially after Drew Brees did retire, right? Yeah. Has he retired yet? I don't remember, but he's old. I don't know if it's he's, official. He's kind of a little washed right now. He hasn't performed as well as he as he could have been in the last couple of years, and I think Russell Wilson would be a good fit with that offense. I, I agree, but that's not where I think he would go. Where do you think he would go, Anthony? I think the Raiders would be a better fit. Um, he loves the deep ball and having those the speedster and Henry Ruggs, uh, the rookie Brian Edwards, are both good deep threats would really help him and he, they have a good old line so I think going to the Raiders would definitely fit him I think the Cowboys are for sure going to try and make a push at him you know with uh, Dak Prescott's career uh, <laughs> in, uh, in jeopardy in, a, in jeopardy yeah they're probably going to want a new really good quarterback to help out Ezekiel Elliott I think that if he does get traded somehow Zeke's incorporated into that deal they can't afford his contract he's one of the highest paid players in the league but I, I do I do think that if he came down to Dallas that the entire energy of the Cowboys football team would change. I, agree. Uh, I think that Cowboys fans would be more annoying, but in a better way. Like they'd be annoying, actually, but they'd actually be able to back it up mm-hmm. for the first time in <laughs> 30 years. They have a quarterback who can take them to the Super Bowl. Precisely. One who's won a Super Bowl, one who has lots of playoff experience, and a really young receiving core. A good receiving core as well. I could see that happening, and I think it would be a great, I think he'd be a good fit for Dallas, but I don't really see Jerry Jones letting go of Dak. Yeah, I, I think that Jerry Jones is stupid. He has a little bit of um. Emotional I think Dak's asking issues. price is way too high. He has a couple of attachment issues, Will. He, yeah, he Des Bryant, Jason Garrett, Tony Romo. To I name think Jason few. Garrett would be the biggest one on that list. To right name now. a few. Yeah. I, and I think that Dak's asking price is way too high. That's very true because he's asking Mahomes money and he is not Mahomes caliber. He has the stats, but they're all empty and in garbage time after they're already down by four touchdowns. <laughs> Had to be broken to you. You're not wrong. On the topic of veterans on the move, J.J. Watt signed a two-year, $31 million deal with $23 million in guaranteed with the Arizona Cardinals. He now joins the defense with Buda Baker, Isaiah Simmons, and Chandler Jones, and once again teams up with star wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins. Is this a good move for both Watt and the Cardinals? Anthony. I don't think it's a good – it's a good move for the Cardinals. They need another edge rusher uh, to help out opposite Chandler Jones, but I think for J.J. Watt, he needs to go to a team that's raging at 10. And there are teams like the Bills, Packers, Browns who are ready, and he chose the Cardinals, who just went eight and eight, which are starting five and three. I agree that he should have gone to a little bit more of a playoff caliber team, but I think him going to the Cardinals isn't such a bad idea, because um, they didn't do too bad that season. And I think if they had a little bit of a better defense, they could do a little bit better. So now that he's there, they might be able to at least get a couple more wins and maybe make the playoffs. I agree with Dylan. What do you think, John? Yeah, I agree with Dylan. I I also think I have the Cardinals potentially making it. I could see them getting to the conference championship game this year. I think that that team, last year Kyler Murray was dealing with a hamstring injury, and most of his game is mobility and getting outside the pocket. Right. And when you can't really run, that's a big problem. And Cliff Kingsbury's coaching. He's a young coach who's still trying to figure out how to do it, and he kept trying to do the same thing just against different teams, and the film was very easy to see the difference in because he runs uh, right. very similar offense every single game. but And that defense, they have some pretty good corner pieces. 
that defense is well built and the offense is ready to go. So if my memory serves me right, it's the they're in the NFC West with the Seahawks, the Rams, and the 49ers. Yeah. Correct. Uh, so I mean, depending on how they play, if especially if Russell Wilson gets traded. Yeah, and, and I could honestly see Stafford to the Rams flopping. And, uh, and by I mean, yeah, that's, that's I mean, I mean that's, that's up in the seven. air. I think I think that's a little bit up in the air about how how well they perform. But and I think the Cardinals have a chance to win the division this year. And flopping for them doesn't mean like super terrible. It just means not because. Right. Everyone expects them to be Super Bowl contenders now right, with that yeah. stout defense, that really nice receiving core, and Matthew Stafford. But you just see them going a little bit better than mediocre. I see them going eight and eight, maybe nine and seven. I could see that. Yeah. Uh, another veteran that was on the move is Washington quarterback Alex Smith, who was re- released by the team this morning after their original plans for the 2020-21 season had been altered after Dwayne Haskins and Kyle Allen both go out. He went 5-1 and one as a starter for the team and led them the NFC East title after his legendary comeback. Is this a good move for Washington, and where do you think Alex Smith is going to go? I don't think it's a good move for Washington. I still think they could have kept him as at least their backup, maybe even their starter over Dwayne Haskins. Dwayne Haskins isn't on that team anymore. He's not on the team He's anymore. On the Steelers. The Never mind. The starter right now is Taylor Heineke. Okay, well, yeah, no, I definitely think they should have kept him as the starter. I don't really know what's going on other than the At least office. to teach Taylor Heineke. One game in the playoffs doesn't define an entire career. Exactly. There's no way. There's no reason you need to trade a, or release a veteran for no reason after he literally caused you, like, made you guys go to the playoffs. I don't really understand that. But Taylor Heineke also dropped out of college the week before the NFC East, or the pl- couple weeks before the playoff game. And he almost beat the Bucks. Yeah, that's not the point. The point is, is that he is a quarterback that has... He shined in his one. He shined in his opportunity, but does that mean that he's going to be able to continue to shine like that? I mean, not necessarily. It could have been a fluke. We've I seen ton, tons of flukes in the past. That's very true. Yeah, Dak Prescott's rookie season. Oh is he got <laughs> Elliot's rookie season? To name a few. Uh, and on top of the Alex Smith on the move, like I can honestly see him going to a team with a young quarterback, maybe going down to Jacksonville to be under Trevor Lawrence, or potentially going to a team with a, like the Lions or the Rams to just be under those guys that have a ton of upside, and Matthew Stafford and Jared Goff, respectively. Yeah, I could see that. I mean, I don't really think there's any teams where he could go and push to be a starter, but I definitely think him as a backup would definitely like take a load off of a lot of uh, stress for uh, offensive coordinators, knowing that you have a pretty solid backup yeah, behind and your starter, just in case. Yeah, and having a good backup quarterback such as Alex, or a good co- starting quarterback as Alex Smith is your backup, is something that's very good for you and your team because he's picked up. He's been on three different teams and he's picked up the new system pretty well on all three of them. So, yeah. uh, another on the topic of veteran quarterbacks, Ben Roethlisberger will return on a restricted contract with, to the Steelers next year. And who is this a better move for, Ben Roethlisberger or the Steelers? I'm gonna start out with Anthony on this one. Uh, I think it's a bad move for Pittsburgh. Ben Roethlisberger, I think, held, holds the team back. I think they need a, a potent quarterback who can throw the ball deep. And I don't, just don't think Ben Roethlisberger has that arm strength anymore. I think it's a bad move for Pittsburgh. I am going to have to agree with Anthony, not just because he's just holding them back, but I think he's a little bit too old uh, being with the team now for 18 years. I think it's just time to let go of the sport then. Um, he's not putting out any good numbers. He's They've gone to the playoffs how many times they got absolutely – destroyed by the Browns this year in the playoffs and yeah. and I yeah I think that they need a, a newer a younger quarterback or at least someone with a little bit more pop in, in, in his game to get them to where they are considering they have like 
the newer players of like Juju and Chase Claypool who are definitely like flashy and, and, and can run the, the deep routes and pretty speedy and Ben can't keep up with them. The only thing I can th- see is having Ben Roethlisberger try and develop uh, Dwayne Haskins into the future Steelers starters, but I don't see that happening. Okay. Do you have anything to say on this one? No, guys? yeah, I agree with everyone here. You know, I think it's, you know, you had your fun. Time to time to take a break. I think that Ben, Ro- ben Roethlisberger has been in the league for a li- maybe a little bit longer or just as long as I've been alive. So he's been there for a long time, and he's been, he puts up numbers. He still has a big arm. He's still – He's not the same Ben that we had five years ago. I think that he's since the elbow after the elbow injury, he was a little off, and I think that he, his lack of mobility really hurts that team because they have set a team that relies a lot on the deep threat because they don't really have a run game and short, quick right. passes. And I think that that team needs a mobile quarterback. And I think though Dwayne Haskins isn't a hundred percent a mobile quarterback, he's a way better mobile quarterback. He's a little bit more agile than Ben Roethlisberger is. I think that's not a lot of people in the world that are a little bit more agile than Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah. <coughs> I think and <laughs> I think that uh, th- if they keep him, that they sh- since they're keeping him, I think they should take a quarterback in the first or second round this year to put underneath. Because yeah, I, I don't think Dwayne Haskins is going to do that great. I don't think he's all that either. He had one good season at Ohio State, which is a very, very padded uh, conference. So you think running back and quarterback would be their ideal first two picks in the draft? I think that they need a running back. I don't know if they go with them in the first two picks because the Steelers and running backs, te- they tend to get their running backs in the later rounds. Yeah, I can. I, I think they should go for a running back though first I'm just before saying. they go for a quarterback because, I mean, technically they still do have a backup quarterback in Dwayne Haskins. Not necessarily the best option for them, but I think they should prioritize their draft picks on a, on a running back. On a running back or maybe – a younger offensive lineman, given that their O-line's average age is like 34. Yeah. I made that up, by the way. <laughs> Hopping right on to the another quarterback who is in the news a lot recently. Deshaun Watson meets with the head coach, new head coach, David Cooley, but reiterates the fact that he does not want to play for the Texans and will sit out until he is traded. Why won't the Texans trade him, and is this the right move for Watson? I'm going to start out with Anthony on this one. I think... It's the right move for Deshaun Watson. He's told them he doesn't want to be there anymore, and they still won't listen. And, I mean, sitting out, if that's the only way you're going to get to trade him, then I guess that's what you have to do. And Houston's just being selfish at this point. They know that teams are going to give up a lot of first-round picks for him. They're just trying to bait them into giving him more. I think it's bad for them. You know, this organization has just gone downhill since they were 24 nothing on the Chiefs. They just need to trade him as fast as they can. Yeah, I think Watson's just giving him – Watson's playing it really well, giving them an ultimatum, basically saying, like, either – trade me or suffer and they're apparently choosing to suffer i'm not exactly sure what's going on and why but i i guess like a long unhappy thinking about it now that anthony said it that does make sense that they're trying to milk teams for more yeah but every day he's not traded his value goes down that's very true yeah i don't so i don't really know what's going on they just i think he just needs to get out of there as soon as possible and i don't really know why the texans want to give me to that because if uh, john no yeah i agree the texans are being you know Pretty uh, mean about this. They need to let him go. They're not. They're not going to do anything with him. He doesn't want to help out the team, so let him go. Yeah, and with teams that want, like players that want out, their value goes down. When Antonio Brown was traded to the Raiders, he was worth a first round pick. Right. But he wanted out, so and teams knew that he didn't want to be there, so that lowered the value for him. And I think that's what them keeping Watson does. Every single week that he's or day that he's there, his value goes down. 
I think by the time he does end up getting traded, there's going to be a maximum of two first-round picks. No, Deshaun Watson's still a third, three first-round pick guy. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree with Anthony, but at the same time, at that point, it's, they're just getting desperate. Like they they know Deshaun Watson like wants like out he'll basically do anything to get out of Houston, and and I don't know. I think it's a coin flip of how 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 much his value goes down. And will he be able to? Will he be like Le'Veon Bell, where he sits out a season and comes back and isn't the same? I mean, I'd hope not. I'd really hope that that doesn't happen. I, I want to see him play to his best, the best of his ability on a pretty decent team with better head coaching. Yeah, and he's already got his bag. Le'Veon Bell was doing it to get his big contract, but right. Deshaun Watson already has his, yeah. which I think could be a contributing factor to why they haven't moved him yet. But, uh, yeah. All right, being done with football and moving on over to baseball, Lou Gehrig gets Lou Gehrig Day, becoming just the third MLB player to have a day af- named after them, the other two being Roberto Clemente and Jackie Robinson. The day is going to be on June 2nd, and John has more information on that. Yeah, Lou Gehrig Day. Uh, all uniform staff, players and managers, coaches, they will wear a red 4ALS patch uh, that's bearing Lou Gehrig's retired uniform number with the Yankees. A wristband available to be worn in-game and additional ceremonial details for each home park that day will be announced at a later date. Um, do you think it's a good idea? Do you think Lou Gehrig deserves a day? Um, yeah, I do. I think he was one of, he was a very inspirational player. Like, I mean, he pretty much, you know, he, he was really good yeah. back, back in the day considering, you know, now we have people who are doing 60 home runs plus, but back in that time, he was, he was like one of the best players ever. And considering that he, he had to cut his se- uh, career short due to ALS and that that's kind of probably the reason why they're doing it more for ALS funding and, um, putting, pr- mm, Putting their image, make, trying to make their image a little bit better, I think. Uh, yeah. Probably for the MLB. Maybe a little bit of a selfish move to do to celebrate it, but at the same time, I'm not really sure. Looking back <laughs> at other players with their own days, Roberto Clemente really helped out the um, the Hispanic community. Racky, Jackie Robinson. Racky, Racky Robinson. <laughs> That's a good one. That's yeah. a good one. I haven't no. heard that one before. <laughs> Jackie Robinson was the first black player in the MLB, you know. All these players, you know, did something great. And Lou Gehrig, you know, was also a great player who, you know, had the disease ALS nicknamed after him, Lou Gehrig's disease. So, you know, I wouldn't see this, you know, I feel like he, he, uh, this isn't out of place. You know, I feel like he does, this would make sense to give him his own day. And uh, whether he deserves it or not, you know, he's a great player. He's been a great player. We've all, we all know that, you know. But uh, yeah, I think I think this is, uh, you know, I think he deserves it. I agree. I don't know much about baseball, but Lou Gehrig is a very big name, very good. He was very good a long time ago, but I don't know if I saw this one coming. Like when I think of, I don't think anyone saw yeah. this one coming. When I, this was kind of out of the blue. <laughs> yeah, when I think of MLB greats, I don't think of Lou Gehrig, but like I know who he is. Yeah. Right. I'm yeah. thinking of uh, of Babe Ruth. Where's a Babe Ruth day? But. Yeah, Lou Gehrig. That was sort of out of the blue. Yeah. Do you have any uh, thoughts on this one, Anthony? No, I just think he deserves it. I mean, what he what he went through when he came back, I think yeah, he deserves his day. That is very true. Staying in the MLB, the Braves re-sign 
manager Brian Snitker to a multi-year extension that includes a club option to keep him to the end of the 2024 season. And Dylan, is this a good move for them? Yeah, I do think it's a good move. I mean, he led them to a defeat in the excuse NLCS you? last Ex- year. Excuse you? More of a... Um, excuse you? A blown series excuse you? in the NLCS last excuse year. Excuse you? But considering that they haven't, the Braves weren't the necessarily the best NL. Excuse NL, you. Never been the best NL team. Excuse ever. you. Uh, I feel like there's a little bit of shade being thrown from Dylan to John over the uh, <laughs> little barrier we getting, have. Getting back on to the topic of whether or not he's it was a good idea. I think it is a good idea because he, you know, he did lead them to the NLCS and and had a three game lead. Did they or two game lead? Did he lose it? Yes, but that's not necessarily. <sighs> His fault entirely, but I think it's a great idea for the Braves organization to keep him for another three years, two. guaranteed. What is it's it? Two, two guaranteed. Two through years? the end of the 2024 season. Well, it's two guaranteed years plus the club Okay, option. yeah, two two guaranteed years. I think that's a great idea for them, and I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll be, I won't be surprised whenever I see them get losing to the Dodgers. Okay, the Dylan. Ah, Dylan's so funny. <laughs> Dylan's. Yeah, I think it was a great idea for the Braves to re-sign Snicker. You know, he's gonna defeat those Braves. In the in in the champion series, Dylan. He's gonna defeat the Braves. He's gonna defeat the Dodgers. He's gonna defeat the Braves from inside the clubhouse, maybe. But he's gonna defeat the Dodgers in the champion series. No, the Dodgers won't even make the champion series. But anyways, I think this was a great okay, a great John, idea for the I, Braves I'm still to resign. How to understand baseball, but the Dodgers are pretty good. And they no, no, no. The so are the Padres. So are the Padres. I think the Dodgers have a better chance of going back to back than the Braves have of winning this. No, one. I think the Padres are gonna dethrone the Dodgers, and I'm gonna laugh when Dylan cries about this. Wow. I'm going to laugh. Jeez. That's I'm very gonna mean. Laugh that's so I'm hard. not going to laugh when you cry about it. But, ah, um, but uh, what were you saying um, before I interrupted you? Yeah, no, I think this was a good idea to re-sign their, uh, their manager that got them to the Champion Series, almost to a World Series, if they hadn't blown the lead. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I think this was great for the Braves. I, I tend to agree. Staying on the topic of baseball, the Brewers sign outfielder Jackie Bradley Jr. to a contract that could guarantee Bradley $24 million for two years, but the second year is a player option, meaning he could be a free agent again next year. And is this a good move for Brewer, for the Brewers and for Jackie Bradley? Um, Jackie Bradley is a great center fieldsman. I think the Brewers might have won on this, kind of, because they already have some pretty good outfielders. Uh, they've got uh, Christian Yelich, Lorenzo Cain, and... Uh, Avisayo Garcia, I think, is who they have playing in in right. No, in left. Lorenzo's playing right. I think the only way they could get Jackie Bradley Jr. to play is if they have him in center, put Lorenzo in left, and Yelich. Right. Yeah, Yelich in right. That would be the, one of the best outfields, in, or arguably one of the best outfields in, in, in yeah. the sport, honestly. That's a full Golden Glove outfield right there. Yeah. So you both both of you think it's a good move? Yeah, I think hundred percent. Yeah, I think yeah. they went out and got a good, a solid center fielder from the Red Sox, and he'll probably he'll have a great season with the Brewers. Now, hopefully. whether whether this helps the Brewers' chances of uh, making a uh, a push into the postseason, I don't really know. Jackie Bradley Jr. did pop off last season. Uh, you know, he's been proven to be a good defensive player. Now, whether he can replicate that offensive season from last season is a uh, in question, and especially if Yelich can do it too, them teaming up will yeah. lead to a great, great deal of Brewers success. Yeah. Will they beat the Brew, uh, the Braves, and the Dodgers? No, uh, but they might have a decent playoff push this year. I'm glad we can agree on that. Finally, you two agree on something. Listen, you I have a little bit of Anthony? bias, but I'm not stupid. 
Uh, oh, oh, excuse have, you? Anthony, do you have any thoughts? No, I think it's a good move for the Brewers. I mean, I think Jackie Bradley's a really, really good player. And shooting over to basketball, the Atlanta Hawks have parted ways with head coach Lloyd Pierce after going 63-120 and 120 during his time with the organization. And will this lead the Hawks to have an extra edge to push towards the playoffs? No. No, <laughs> no it will not. It will not lead them to push to the playoffs. Uh, <laughs> have they even signed a head coach yet? No, but they have a really good roster. Well, th- if they can get a good head coach that can piece together their team, and then maybe. But but I I I doubt it. I really doubt that they'll have a chance to push the playoffs. Yeah, I think they're too. Maybe far Maybe in behind. a couple years. I think that they're built for a make the playoffs now type of situation. Yeah, but I think they're too far behind in the East, behind all the other teams. It's really easy to make the playoffs in no, the East I right yeah, now. Yeah, I think that they're there's they're only so they the Knicks are the it, fifth seed, and they're one game above five hundred. I think they could do it, but they just have to find the right guy. But because uh, that roster is, I like that roster. It has Trey Young, Kevin Herter, Bogdan Bogdanovich, and then Cam Reddish and DeAndre Hunter, who are both amazing young small forwards with lots of potential. John Collins, Clint Capella, and then off the bench you have Rondo, Gallinari, and then Okungwu, who's the rookie, and Hunter and DeAndre Hunter and Cam Reddish are both uh, young, and they're in. DeAndre Hunter normally gets the start, so Cam Reddish off the bench. I really do think this team is built well overall, and I think that they could make a push for the playoffs. However, I think that this they being young over like the younger and not having and having to learn a whole new system in the middle of the season is going to hurt them. Yeah, I just think it, it really just depends on who they get and if they can adapt quickly to. And Trey Young is super inefficient. So, do you have any yeah. thoughts on this, uh, John? No, not really. All right, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. I wasn't expecting that answer. Uh, on the topic of uh, basketball and teams that uh, I don't know how to transition into this one. Let's just move on over to the All Star Draft being last night. Is LeBron James and Kevin Durant both drafted their All Star teams with LeBron getting Giannis, Luca, Steph, and Nikola Jokic, while Kevin Durant got Jason Tatum, Kyrie Irving, Bradley Beal, Joel Embiid, and Kawhi Leonard. With Damian Lillard being a notable bench player for Le- Team LeBron and James Harden being a notable bench player for Team Kevin Durant, uh, who has the stronger team in the All Star Game this year? Can I just ask a question real quick? Yes. Why go for does it. Durant have two more players than LeBron? Because injured. he's injured, so they had to move Jason Tatum into the starting lineup because he's injured and not playing. And Anthony Davis is also injured and on Team. Oh, Durant's injured too. Yeah, Durant's. Oh, okay, okay, that makes sense. See, I was a little bit confused as to why the rosters were a little bit messed up and why Durant has six starters and LeBron only has five. But now, thank you for clearing that up. I think that overall, Durant has a little bit of a stronger team. They have a little bit of an edge. But I think that LeBron's team is just going to win. Oh, (laughs) that's a very good good analysis there, Dylan. (laughs) Who do you think has the stronger team, Anthony? I think it's easily Team LeBron. I mean, he is. One of the best three-point shooters of all time. He has an up-and-coming guard. One of the best centers in the NBA. I think his team is overall stronger than Durant's. Yeah, I agree. You know, I think LeBron's got a good team on his hands. Uh, he'll probably beat Durant's team. I also, I, I think it's going to be Team LeBron. But uh, the reasoning behind it is Luka's amazing. Steph's amazing. Uh, Giannis is amazing. And Jokic is amazing. And but LeBron's amazing. Three, and LeBron. But Jokic... Uh, Luca and Giannis are all from Europe, and there's like a little bit of the European chemistry, and they're all the best. Like, 
when you think of the best players from Europe, you think of them. And I think that that chemistry is going to be really easy to see on the court. I think the starting matchups are going to be pretty solid. Um, but the only reason the only reason I say that Durant has a little bit of a better team is just because the depth of his bench players have a little bit, little, little bit he of has an a edge nice bench. on LeBron's bench. But, but I think definitely LeBron's starters are not necessarily better, but better than Durant's. And other notable players that are on the All-Star teams, uh, Demonte Sabonis and Devin Booker did end up getting in because of the injuries to Kevin Durant and Anthony Davis. Just thought that that should be clarified just in case anyone didn't know. Yes, both of them were snubbed, but they got their opportunities. They got their opportunities. Now, Mm. and there's not even an asterisk next to it, which is really uh, good for them. Who drafted Vucevic? Vucevic? Durant. Kevin Durant, I do believe. Indeed, Vucevic is on Team Durant. Speaking of the Eastern Conference and Kevin Durant and uh, Eastern Conference teams, wow, that was a really bad transition. We're Wait, trying out new things please. other than the word alrighty, and it's not really working today. Well, I Speaking mean of the Eastern Conference and Durant and the Eastern Conference teams. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Very good, very Just good take away one of those Eastern Conferences, and, and I think maybe we good. have a solid transition yeah. there, Will. Alrighty. Speaking of teams in the Eastern Conference, <laughs> Jesus. the Cavs beat the Pacers beat the Cavs 114 to 111 after being down 19 in the third quarter behind TJ McConnell's rare feat, a triple-double with steals. He had 16 points, 13 assists, and 10 steals, recording the second triple-double of his career. Although Colin Sexton had 32 points and 10 assists, the Cavs were no match for Indiana, who finally ended their four-game losing streak. Do you think the Pacers can build off this win and potentially push for the eighth spot in the playoffs? No. I think I, yes. I think that they're pushing for a higher spot in the playoffs. I think they're like fourth right now in the well, they're currently outside the top. What? The, the Pacers th- are 10th. Oh, well, <laughs> it's also the standings in the Eastern Conference also yeah, do change true. a lot. Yeah, that's true. I mean, they're only, realistically, they're only two games behind sixth. They're only two games out of sixth place because the, the Heat are 18 and 18, and they're in sixth, and then the Pacers are 16 and 19 right now. Yeah, and I think that the Pacers are a really good team. I could see them easily making a push, but what do you what do y'all think? I think that they could make a push. I mean, honestly... Any of the teams besides the Pistons and the Magic could make a push for the playoffs. <laughs> uh, the Magic somehow always end up in the playoffs. And then I think the the top three spots are pretty solidified for the Sixers, the Nets, and the Bucks. I don't really see any of them well, dropping yeah, from those top wise. three spots. But I think that you know the next however many teams, it, it could be a coin. Like it's just going to be a toss up at this point. It's just blindly selecting names out of a hat of who's going to get more wins than the other teams because they're all within, like, what, three games of each other? Yeah. Very, very So it's going to be very actually. interesting to see the East, how, how that turns out. It's how very kind of depressing how bad the Last year we were are. talking about the strength of the East and how good it was and then we after see it was finally catching up to the West, and now we have this year where teams below 500. Although we do have a little bit of a bright side as the worst team in the league is from the West. It is the Timberwolves seven and twenty nine. Fun fact, and the fun worst fact, team in the, the Timberwolves East is ten and twenty six, and that would be the Pistons. The Timberwolves really should be a better team than they are. I understand that uh, D'Angelo Russell is overrated, but you have Carl Anthony Towns and Anthony. He, needs to get out. he does. He signed a big contract. He got, he got his bag, but it's time for him to request a trade out of there. I'm sorry for the Timberwolves organization. This is kind of a little bit of a side tangent, but. The Timberwolves organization has been a head coach away. They did fire their head coach recently, but they're not going to make. They're not going anywhere. Get your good players out of there. Tank for better picks. Oh, they, and if they have a t- their pick this year is top three protected. So if 
that have the best odds for the first pick and they're tied and they don't get it and they get like four, that pick goes to the Warriors, which I think would be very scary if the Warriors had the fourth pick this year. I agree. With such a stacked class. Yet another side tangent, like they have Cade, there's Cade Cunningham, Jonathan Kuminga, Evan Mobley, and Jalen Green. And those players are all franchise-changing players. And I think that if Jonathan Kuminga did end up going to the Warriors with that Timberwolves fourth pick, assuming there's a lot to assume in this situation, that would be a good move. I think we should get back on the Pacers, Anthony. Um, yeah, Anthony, let's get back onto the Pacers so I can <laughs> stop going on side tangents. No, I, think, I think the Pacers will make the playoffs. I think they're a really good team. They're really well built. Uh, even on, they have some death on the bench. I think they'll be fine heading into the playoffs. I mean, a couple weeks ago, they were playoff locks, according to Will. They are playoff locks, I and I think Miles Turner is going to win Defensive Player of the Year. So, I, I think they'll get in, but I just I can see them only getting seven or eight. Um, may, uh, maybe yeah, I don't think they go any higher than sixth, but yeah, maybe it's a possibility. Maybe fifth is the highest they go. And on the uh, back to the TJ McConnell thing, it, the feat was more impressive given that he was off the bench during the game. Yeah, off the bench had nine steals in the first half. I'm kind of disappointed that he only had one in the second half. Yeah, me but, too. You know, it's still ten assists or ten steals. Excuse me. Uh, that's pretty much impossible. Yeah, it's like, video I game. Mean, you don't really see that. I mean, if he would have had one more, he would have been tied for the record. Uh, Two more would have broken it. Steals in a steals in a game, but uh, it's still impressive. Like, and I don't really see anyone else doing that anytime soon. But um, kind of disappointing that he couldn't get at least one more, you know. Speaking of things we don't see anytime soon, aren't going to see again anytime soon, the Kings pull off the biggest upset of the season after beating Le- the LeBron James-less Lakers 123-120 to 120, as Buddy Heald drops na- 29 points as the Kings finally get a win. And the Lakers lose another game and have only won three of their last ten games and are now third in the West. What's wrong with the Lakers? And uh, the thing that'll never happen again. Let me just grab recent this memory quick. is the Kings making the playoffs. The Kings we, are still bad. We did not need this to happen. Will is going to have a very large at this head current moment for the next couple of days because yeah, he's already the said Kings. that the Kings are better than the yeah, Lakers. Yeah, it's okay. been proven. They by win one game by three points. What was it? Three points? Yeah, but there was a matchup, and the matchup was won by the Kings. Okay, so you know where. Hmm. Okay, but if had LeBron played, they would have destroyed you by forty That's points. That's not the point. <laughs> the point is, is that the Kings are thirteenth in the West, and they're not making the playoffs. If we get a top five pick, a top one pick, that I'll does not mean happy. that you're going to make the playoffs next year. More, okay, what was the question? It was about the Lakers. What's wrong with the Lakers? Oh yeah, what's wrong with the Lakers? Well, for starters, we have Anthony Davis, who's not playing. Anthony okay. Davis just hasn't been playing. I mean, he's their second best player on the team, and there's no you don't way see to him replace there. him. Huh? There's no way to replace him. Exactly. It's Anthony Davis. There is no way to replace Anthony Davis unless you get like. No, there is no way to replace Anthony Davis. His game is just too irreplaceable. And I think that once they get him back, then that's never going to happen again. The Kings will never beat the Lakers again if they have Anthony Davis. No, no, no. Calm no, down. No, 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 no. No, he's right. Maybe not. Again, I, no, is no, a no, bit no, of a stretch. No, no, no. This season. This there, I'll add this season to it. So this season, you, it sounds more that, believable that for I your can, I can <laughs> internally grip. faint ego. You, what are, why are you targeting my ego? Because you have this big head right now. Because the Kings won by three points, and it's I unnecessary. I have a big head regardless of how good my teams are doing. I thought the Eagles That's true. Know Let's be honest problems. here. I don't even will know will say considering your teams are the worst in will, every single will, will the league. Will will choose the Kings. doesn't matter. Yeah, I will choose. I mean, I'll stay with my teams, and I'll always have a big head. Two things that are very constant. Uh, do, do Anthony or John have anything to say about what's wrong with the Lakers? Well, I mean, it's the same thing as Dylan said. Anthony Davis was their second star piece, and now he, get, he goes out for basically the whole year, and I just – 
I think they'll get back to winning ways soon. I just don't see them that happening anytime in the, the next two weeks. Yeah, they need Anthony Davis back. They just need to develop a way to win without him, and they yeah. haven't done that yet. And it doesn't help that they were without LeBron, too, and that shows what this team is really made of. I think that when you take away the stars from a team, like it shows what the team is made of like, overall. So you have Dennis Schroeder. He's a really good point guard, but he's not a star. He's your best He's your third option, and then you have Montrezl Harrell. Like, take away the stars from a team. Take away Giannis and Chris Middleton from the Bucks, and, and they're a bottom team in the East. Exactly. Take away Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown from the Celtics, the Celtics, the Celtics and the Celtics are the actually Celtics a playoff team because Mark they're really well built. Mm-hmm. But like, take away Katie, Kyrie, and James Harden from the Nets. That team's decent, but nothing special. They ma- they'll get an A seed in the East just because of how terribly atrocious the East is. I just think that uh, your stars are more important. Like, they're important, but I think they're more important than most people think. Like, them being on the court is what makes a team. I agree. Uh, staying in the Western Conference, the questionable officiating leads to the 76ers beating the Jazz 131 to 123 in overtime as Joel Embiid scores 40 points along with 19 rebounds. As the Sixers are now twenty four and twelve, despite and still in first place in the East, the Jazz are now twenty seven and nine, despite being on a two game losing streak. Don, they're now whoa, whoa, wow! This is not going good for me. But was Donovan Mitchell right to call out the officiating in that game? Yes, he was, especially after the Joel Embiid foul, where he was literally he, there was nobody touching him. The most I would have touched him is Rudy Gobert's elbow. And they called a foul. He literally just fell. He literally fell. He had no footing. And how are you going to call a foul on that? Uh, it doesn't make absolutely zero sense. And then Donovan Mitchell's just like, what What was that? How, are, are you blind? And then they call him a tech and get him ejected. And I'm like, just, I, I, I couldn't stand watching yeah. that. It, it, it made me lose my mind. And then I'm scrolling through Instagram and seeing all these people in the comments like, yeah, it was a foul. I'm like. Those were 76ers fans. Philadelphia like, fans are you of blind? all their teams are passionate. Um, uh, Jesus, like, even, I know people complain about officiating for their own teams, but at this point you have the entire league complaining about it besides 76ers fans because they got blessed by it. But Jesus, <laughs> oh, my God. And did you see the one where he got called an, the offensive foul on Ben Simmons when Ben Simmons was actually committing a reach-in foul? His arm was, like, I under his elbow, and he turned it. was. The officiating in the NBA has a problem, and it needs to be yeah, fixed. Yeah, this season has been really bad officiating-wise, in yeah. my opinion. Anthony, do you and John have... I'm Anthony to you and John. Do you have anything to say about Donovan Mitchell calling? Do you think it's a good move to give players more power and such such like that? I mean, I think it was right to call him out. The officiating has been so soft and so poor this season. And I mean, he's going to be fine. We know Adam Silver's probably going to find him for that. But, I mean, he had he had every right to say that. I don't think it was a foul on Embiid. Uh, there was one that apparently the guy stepped out of bounds, but he had thrown the ball before it. Um, that shouldn't have mattered. And then is everything around the league. Devin Booker getting ejected for absolutely nothing was the one that really makes you know me look at it and say, what's going on with the NBA? Um, there was another player that got ejected for throwing the ball to the ref when he was trying to give him the ball back. Oh, yeah, I saw that too. That was quite comical. But, again, like, what was that? What was it? This is like watching my si- little sister play basketball. <laughs> like, it was bad. The, the officiating was so terrible. You either get no call at all. On something blatant, like <laughs> they could literally throw it out of bounds, hit the I wall. I could punch you in the face back. and not get a call, and but I could kiss you. Or you, you could literally call. blow like in my direction, what? and then and then all of a sudden you're getting ejected. Like it, it, there's no there's no in between. There's no decent officiating at all anymore. And the consistency is bad. Some games the rest will have really good games. I think the that others. we just need to have an entirely new officiating crews in the NBA and NFL. But 
don't get started on the NFL for yeah, Jimmy, please. Even, yeah. We're not. Oh, that's a topic for that's another it. time. That's like that's a like whole show for show. itself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. About how bad the NFL officiating is and what calls, how their terrible calls have changed NFL history. Saints. At the Saints Rams. The Saints would have won that Super Bowl. The Saints would have won that Super Bowl. Do you have any thoughts on this one, John? No, y'all have already said it all. Oh, thank you very much. You're very welcome. The, offici- uh, the officiating needs to be fixed in the NBA and the NFL. Staying on the topic of crazy occurrences and crazy stuff in the NBA. The Wizards upset the Clippers 119-117 to 117 as Bradley Beal scores 33 and Westbrook adds 27 with 11 assists and 9 boards. The Wizards are now 14-20 and 20 and the Clippers have slipped to 4th in the West and are on a 3-game losing streak. What is wrong with the Clippers? In fact, we've had to talk about both L.A. teams doing bad. Is it something in L.A.? They're not even doing bad. I mean, like, it, they're just struggling a little bit, and I think that labeling them as doing bad is is a little unnecessary. But, no, I don't think there's just something wrong with L.A. I, I, I don't really know what's wrong with the Clippers, if I'm being honest. But, I mean, still fourth in the West are, like, what, 23 and 14? Something like that. If I had to guess, I mean that's still really solid. That's the num- probably the number two seed in the East. <laughs> yeah, wait, it's twenty-three and fourteen. That's only two games behind, I believe. No, yeah, something like two games behind in the East for. Clippers. But I think I think they're they're still doing solid. They just need to get work out some kinks that that are in their game right now, and they'll be back to how they were at the beginning of the season. Yeah, John, what are your thoughts on this one? What do you think's wrong with the Clippers? You know, I, I don't really know because, you know, you brought up the fact that it could be L.A., but that's not a fact, first of all. So that's my mistake calling it a fact. Second, there's nothing wrong with L.A. I think it's just it's just they're having an off day. They need to they need to fix it. Yeah, there's really nothing wrong with L.A. Yeah. If I you think, really want to okay, talk about a I city that's struggling with sports, we should talk about Atlanta. We should talk about Or Denver. Okay. Or Den- no, Denver's doing fine. They have the Nuggets. Well, yeah, but the Broncos and are the tanking for them. No, the Rockies aren't that good. Rangers and Cowboys. That's oh, very true. Yeah, and back to the topic of L.A. The biggest problem for the Clippers is their head coach. Tyron Lue is a terrible head coach. He won his championship with LeBron, but uh, it's negated by the fact that he had LeBron and the fact that when LeBron left there, he got fired less than half a season after LeBron left for being a, such a terrible head coach. So I think that that's their biggest problem, and I think they're, they – uh, Lou Williams is super overrated, and I think that he's definitely holding that team back. Didn't you say he was going to retire if he got traded? Who? Lou Williams. I have no idea. Please trade him so he'll retire. He's the most overrated six-man of all time. Still a great scorer off the bench. Yeah, but what else does he give you on, off the bench? He gives you scoring and passing. Six you need defense. I mean, that's pretty solid. Scoring and decent passing mm. at best. Staying in the... A Western Conference. The Suns beat the Warriors 120-98 to despite none of the Suns players scoring 20-plus points. Devin Booker was the leading scorer in the, for the Suns with 16 points. This and Jordan Poole was the leading scorer for the Warriors with 26. They were without Steph, and now they fall to 19-18. and 18. The Suns are now on a four-game win streak and are 8-2 and two in their last 10 games and are second in the West. Can the Suns make some noise in the playoffs and potentially make a run at the finals? I think they can make some noise. I don't think they'll make it to the uh, conference championship. I think they can make it to the semifinals. But they're a really, really good team. They're well-built. I mean, no one expected them to be second in the West at this stage of the season. 
and they're right out there. They're forced to the Jazz are just doing really good. Otherwise, they'd be contending for the top spot. I think that we could maybe see something interesting and have the uh, have the Jazz and the Suns in the conference championship. That'd be a nice an interesting game. one. I'd like It'd be I a fun. Uh, I would like that series. I think that'd be interesting. But uh, who, who comes out of that? I have no idea. It'd be very fun to watch, but the likelihood of it happening is low. Kawhi and LeBron in the playoffs are different breeds, except for last year with Kawhi. So. Well, it wasn't Kawhi's fault. They get Paul George. It's not Kawhi's yeah, fault. Paul George hit the backboard. We had pandemic P. Uh, <laughs> going around trashing the Clippers organization. So yeah, and then he got a gigantic extension for no reason at all. And he's back. He's back. He's putting up really good numbers. Yeah, at the beginning of the season he was in the MVP talks. Now he's just stagnant, it, which is still good for him, I guess. I mean, yeah, they can make some noise. I I don't really see them going to the finals, but um, I could. I it would be it would make for an interesting interesting postseason. Interesting noise story noise never never hurt a little nobody. Noise never hurt I've anybody. I've never once heard that saying. <laughs> well, now um, that I've heard it, I can't unhear it. I kind of want to wash my ears out. Um, <laughs> one of them is bleeding. One of them that is was bleeding. Horrible. You should get that, that checked that out. Was, okay, that was, okay, that well was then. borderline will alrighty. Like that. Wow, was wow, that's an, that's John, insulting uh, to John. Well I then, honest, I, I guess noise that. really did kill a little. I guess <laughs> noise did. Yeah, it, it hurt. Somebody. Noise really did. It, it, hurt, hurt, it hurt people. It killed John's <laughs> career. John is over as a radio. As a radio. Sorry. It was it was a fun run. We we did two years, two different podcasts, but I think I think it's time to call it quits. Is this your retiring speech? Yeah. Sorry, Andy. <laughs> That's a pretty bad retirement speech. Do better. Noise, noise never heard a little noise. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. Oh my god. Hopping right over into the NBA game picks for the week. Or Oh yeah, yeah here we go. Do you have the records Dude, from last time? Does Dylan I have the records did this, from last time? Um fun fact. Ten minutes before class. How well did I do, Dylan? Just tell me how well I did. I did this. Oh, we'll get to that. Don't worry. Hey! Would you like me? Would probably. you like me to go? Go break first it down by first. person, by game, or would you like me to just just say the records and go go worst? Go worst to first, first, but person and record. Okay, well that's gonna be a little bit hard, so I'm just gonna have to go with it. Uh, tied in last. We have John and Will. I actually <laughs> what teams I thought. Were no, gonna you're win. wrong. Both of y'all went five and five. Hey, you got oh, that's not bad. That's way better than last so, time. So considering Will went two and eight last week, I think he had a great How? upgrade on his on thirty percent increase. I did not Let's go. go five and five. Yes, you did, John. No, I, I didn't. Yes, you did. I did it all. I did the math. I did everything. Are you in second? You better be in second and then. Here we go. Tied for first is Dylan no. and Anthony. No, <laughs> no. If anyone would like to guess this score, we all did pretty poorly. We six went, and we, four. Yeah, we went six and four. Oh, okay. Um, never mind. It was apparently because there were a lot of upsets. Close, a close. Um, like the Mavs Nets game was one that I think I picked wrong. There, we did not yeah, have a, a Mavs Nets one. game. Oh, I could be tripping. We had the Nets versus the Kings. <laughs> I could be tripping. He we, said we had the Nets Kings, where all of us went one and zero because Will actually picked against his his <laughs> beloved never happening again horrible team. <laughs> I will give up a perfect record to pick uh, the Kings. We had the Celtics versus the Mavs, where Will and John both lost that one. Me and Anthony <laughs> were the only ones to pick the, the Celtics out. versus. Who do we say? I think Celtics. I picked the Celtics. Yeah. Then the Blazers and the Nuggets, where. Um, Anthony picked the Blazers for some reason. Yeah. I don't know why. Did he win? Yeah, everyone else picked the Nuggets, and we all won that one. Okay. And the, the, the Clippers and the Wizards was the one where that really got us all. We all, all, we all went So I should have picked one. the Wizards, but not the Kings. Makes sense. Yeah, and then the Warriors and the Pacers. Um, I think all of us got that one. 
The Jazz Lakers was the one that screwed me and John up. We both picked the Lakers over the Jazz. <coughs> that probably wasn't the best idea. Uh, the Suns and the Hornets. Yeah. Lamelo. Hello, sure man. Hello. Was it the Hornets? It was the Hornets. I knew it. Lamelo. Lamelo. That one screwed me over too because I would never pick against. I'll never. I'm never. I told you, Lamelo Ball. Lamelo Ball. Lamelo Ball. I'm never picking them. Never. You're never gonna pick Lamelo. It's like I'm never picking against the Kings again. Pretty much the rest of the games just kind of settled out after that one. But yeah, so. Lamelo. Okay, now it's time to do this week's picks. Let's start out with. The Wizards versus the Grizzlies. Who do you all think is going to win that game? <laughs> the Wizards. Yeah, give me the Wizards. Very close, boring game. What is uh, wrong with you? It's going to be the Grizzlies. I'm saying the Grizzlies. And we have to do these rapid-fire picks, given that it's almost 115, and we've been in here since for 45 minutes. So. Well, you know, it is what it is, I guess. Next well, game, Spurs versus Mavs, the Battle of Texas. Um, I'm going to give it to the Spurs. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> God, Clip. the Spurs are such a sleeper team too. I don't know. This is this is gonna be close. Give me a minute. Come back to me. Yeah, this Dylan, is hard. This is. Can we go to the no, next? I just said Dylan, pick? who you got after I said give me a minute. Let's go to the next pick and then give us this one later. Another coin. <laughs> 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 All right, I got heads. I'm going with the Spurs. Spurs is for Dylan already. Uh, can you spin that coin again? What do you want? I want tails. Flip a coin. Tails never fails. It didn't work. Flip a coin. <laughs> Tails never fails. Always works in Madden. I'm not sure I understand. Flip a coin! <laughs> <laughs> I got tails. Oh, I guess I'm going Mavs. I am going to give the go with the Mavs in this game. Mavs. Okay. Okay. Interesting. 50-50. Okay. All righty. Next it's game. It's not 50-50. 50-50. It's, it's he chose the Mavs. Oh, never mind. 25-75. <laughs> Dang. Okay. Wow, that's very good. Very good I'm math. a little slow, guys. Just offered me, game. <laughs> offered me a fish He's too busy. Bump. He's too like, busy. Give me a sponge. <laughs> He's too busy yelling at his phone uh, to flip the coin. Okay, okay. The, the next game, <laughs> Celtics versus the Nets. The Nets. Um, Ooh. And these games are all post-All-Star. Ah, weekend, these are so. hard. Oh, yeah, this is a hard game, actually. I'm going the Nets. Give me the I'm Celtics. Go, I'm going Nets. Give me the Celtics. It's a hard one. Not now? Give me the, yeah, give me the Nets. Oh. Wow, so it's 25-75, but we'll pick the – this is an actual team that could upset them. So I'm not making bad picks here. It's a tough one. So I can't it's get tough. called out for this next It's game. a tough one. Next game, Warriors versus Clippers. <laughs> what? What are all these good di- – why? It's going to be the Clippers. I'm going to say the Warriors. I'm going to say the Clippers. Let's go. I'll go Warriors. I'll take one with Dylan. <laughs> there we go. That was 50 Picking the L together. Next game, we got the Suns playing the Trailblazers, I which will Suns. be a very Suns. fun matchup. Suns. It'll, it's it's going to be the Suns, but Damian Lillard might go off for no reason at all. 44 points last night he scored. Don't don't remind me. It was against the Kings. <laughs> <laughs> next, next, we got the Knicks versus the Bucks, and I don't think there's any question on who's winning this. Game. I'm going the Knicks. Are you actually? No, that's a joke. No, <laughs> why would I do that? No, that's not, why would George. I do that? Yeah, I'll go with the Bucks. Bucks. I'm also gonna go with the Bucks. Everyone's going the Bucks. This isn't a question. Alrighty, the next game we got is the Rockets versus the Kings. Oh Jesus Christ! This is the <laughs> worst team. These teams both suck. Yeah, I know. So the Kings have a better chance of winning because both teams are equally bad. I'm going God. with the Kings. Oh, game! Who picked this? Who wrote this down and said this is a great idea? That's a God. great question. God, this is the. I'm going to say the Rockets because I can't pick the Kings. Actually, you know, I'm going to say the Kings. I'm going to give them – I'm going to give Will a shot, and I'm going to say the Kings. I'm going to say the Rockets. I'm going to say the Rockets just in case. 
<laughs> Actually, no, no, no. I'm going to take the Kings. If we all lose, I don't go down and score. I'm going the Rockets. Okay, well, you know. Yeah. yeah. We'll just, yeah. yeah. I'm going. I'm sticking with the Kings. Of course you are. I'm yeah. going Kings. I don't think that was a question. <laughs> Next <laughs> game we got is the Pel- is the Pelicans. The Pacers versus the Lakers. Who y'all taking in this one? Why are these games so good? You see, this game would be bet would be way worse if Anthony Davis was actually playing. So I just see is it as LeBron a benefit. Playing? Yeah, LeBron. Oh yeah, give me the Lakers. I, 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 he doesn't say <laughs> he load manages, but he totally load manages. I'm gonna say the Lakers. I'm gonna say Lakers. Lakers. I'm saying the Pacers. Okay, well, because <laughs> the La- if the Lakers aren't full strength, the Lakers are winning this game, but they're not. And the Pacers okay. have been playing well. That's so. yeah, that's true. That's that's why. Uh, yeah, okay. That's solid reasoning. And the last regular game that we have to pick is the Mavericks versus the Nuggets. The Nuggets. Give me the Nuggets. <laughs> <laughs> Anthony? Give me... This is a tough one. This is. Mavericks. Very close game. John, who you got? Give me... <laughs> give <Okay>. you... Okay. <laughs> what do you want me to give you? Like, up for uh, adoption... Uh, <laughs> wow! <laughs> do you need, do you need oh my! Maybe maybe can you a chance give me to win the NLCS. Can you? This is not. You the know, time Dylan. I'm, you Dylan. Okay. I'm not okay, here to okay, talk okay. with you, Dylan. I'm not here to talk you with you. I'm not here to talk with you, Dylan. Nugs, give me the nugs, stupid also, Dylan. No, wait, wait. Who did Dylan choose? I the I'm not picking the nugs. <laughs> I'm not picking the nugs. Give me whoever. The Mavericks, John. <laughs> give me the Mavs. I'm going to pick the Nuggets. And the final game we have to pick is the All-Star I take it game. back. Give me the Nuggets. Who's going to win? Team LeBron or KD? LeBron. LeBron. I got LeBron, too. I also have LeBron. Let me just throw this out there. I'm really surprised that we don't have a Hornets game pick. And let me tell you, I am very happy They're about that They're all for one. it. I'm pretty sure the Hornets aren't playing anyone. Take I am I'm so glad that we do not have a, a game for the Hornets. I just, okay. Wow. If it was Hornets-Kings, who would you? Jesus Christ, don't ask me stupid <laughs> questions. Next time they play, I'll oh! put that in. <laughs> Next time that game happens, we're watching it. We're skipping school. <laughs> we're, yeah. That's the worst. That's, that's even worse than the Rockets-Kings. I, I don't even know who to pick. Uh, like and that, and that's I can't pick the Hornets. I'm not. I'm never yeah. picking the Hornets. I stand by that. So I'll have to say the Kings. But so then, what if the Hornets go and win an NBA championship? Not saying it had happened, but what if they did? Would you still never be able to pick the Hornets? Yeah. Wow, that's dedication right there. What? I just, no. Well, unless it, Lamelo Ball leaves. Give it a year. Give I it just a year. Don't like Lamelo. Okay, so any team that Lamelo's on, I will never pick. Wait, who's your favorite NBA player? I don't have one. Lonzo Ball. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, Lonzo. For sure, for sure. Yikes, yikes, yikes. And that is all the time we have this week. Uh, We will see you next week.